Are you ready to see the best version of New Orleans Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas that we have seen all offseason so far? Because I think that's exactly what we're going to get this week here in California. We got all of that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome in to another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much, as always, for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day to all you everydayers out there. Don't forget, you can always subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss the latest episodes. And if you want to keep the conversation going one-on-one with me, take part in our exclusive film studies, Q&As, and much more, you can head over to joinsubtext.com slash locked on saints to join a community that I would love for you to be a part of. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on your favorite social media, your New Orleans Saints expert, credentialed member of the media. You can find me as a senior writer and reporter over at Saints News Network, Sports Illustrated's fan nation site covering the New Orleans Saints, Every Tuesday on the Locked on NFL podcast and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. On today's episode of Locked on Saints, you can see we're here. If you're watching on the video side, uh, we're here in California getting ready for New Orleans Saints and Los Angeles Chargers joint practices with kickoff tomorrow morning. Uh, if you're at Central Time around 11 a.m. Central Time or so with updates very likely to follow but we'll see if they'll allow us to tweet like during practice and things like that uh, or whatever it is that you do now on Elon's site. Uh, but on today's episode, we're going to get you started with everything that you need going into those practices. We're going to take a look at three players who need a strong week. We're going to take a look at the two players that can benefit the most from these joint practices. And of course, to lead it all off, we're going to start off with number one, or rather number 13, one player who is going to excel this week. Now, this is just my prediction. This is what I think is going to happen. Uh, as you know, I've been right on some predictions. I've been wrong on others. Uh, but this one I feel very confident about. I think that the New Orleans Saints are going to see a big week from Michael Thomas. Let me give you a couple of reasons why. Wide receiver Michael Thomas will have a big week during joint practices here in Costa Mesa. The first reason is that you can kind of take a look at last year the joint practices between the Saints and the Green Bay Packers. He had a very strong week against the Green Bay Packers. There's a couple of different reasons why. The first of which is that, of course, he's an ultimate competitor. You hear that from everybody that talks about him, that he's a guy that wants to compete, that competes like none other, that prepares like none other, that has an insane work ethic, all these other things. And so when he gets an opportunity to line up against a team that he hasn't played, all offseason, right? Because he's been lining up against, well, the Chiefs for a little while, but then also has been lining up against the New Orleans Saints defense over and over and over again. He now gets an opportunity to go up against and potentially embarrass uh, some other players that he hasn't been lining up against. So he gets these unfamiliar faces who are probably going to talk trash and who are probably going to want the best of Michael Thomas because that's what's going to make them better as well, right? JC Jackson, Asante Samuel Jr., these guys that are going to be here in Costa Mesa practicing on the defensive side for the Los Angeles Chargers. They're talented players and they want to get better. And one of the ways to get better is by getting the best out of the guy that you're going up against. So I think that Michael Thomas will be challenged in that way. And I think that he's going to respond the way that you would expect Michael Thomas to respond to that. 
The second thing that I'll highlight is that he's going to be going up against cornerbacks like um, Asante Samuel Jr. and others who are a little bit smaller, right? Look, JC Jackson, six foot one. Uh, they've got a couple of other corners there in Los Angeles that are in the six foot two, six foot range, but a lot of them are six foot or below. So when you look at what Michael Thomas does so well as a physical play style type of receiver, that's going to give him a big advantage going up against these smaller cornerbacks. The third thing that I highlight is that, well, he's not going up against a corner that he's been going up against since 2016, right? Uh, or 2017, right? When Marshawn Lattimore was drafted. So Marshawn Lattimore and Michael Thomas have been going back and forth, right? Wins on both sides, a lot of wins for Marshawn Lattimore, a few wins for Michael Thomas. And I think that a little bit of that goes because or happens because of Marshawn Lattimore's familiarity with Michael Thomas's game. So now not only is Michael Thomas going to be lining up against, frankly, players that are going to make him angry, right? He's also going to be going up against players that don't know him as well as Marshawn Lattimore knows him. He's going to be going up against players that are smaller than Marshawn Lattimore, that are less physical than Marshawn Lattimore, and that are certainly smaller and less physical than he is. And he's going to get the opportunity to move around. It's not just going to be J.C. Jackson, the six foot one, very physical corner that's going to be covering him. As we saw during the preseason game, and as we've seen all throughout training camp, Michael Thomas has moved around. He's been the weak side guy. He's been the strong side guy. He's been the slot guy. We saw the Saints complete several passes over the course of the, that opening drive with Michael Thomas lining up in the slot up against the Kansas City Chief. And so I look at the fact that they're going to move him around. I look at the style of corners that he's going to be matching up with. And then just the game-like atmosphere that's going to come from these joint practices. Let's not get it twisted. Yeah, this is practice, but it's not going to feel like practice for these players. These players are going to want to get the best out of one another. And I think that's going to bring the best out of Michael Thomas. So I do think that he's going to excel this week. I think that this week is kind of that week where you sit back and you go, okay, there's 80% Michael Thomas, 90% Michael Thomas, whatever ticks up from where you think he is presently. Marshawn Lattimore spoke about it when he spoke with media last week, uh, when he talked about how like he's still getting there, Michael Thomas is. He's, he, you know, he, they, they want to match up with one another. They want to continue the iron sharpens iron type of approach that they've always had with one another. Uh, but he even admitted, you know, look, Mike's working his way back. I think this is the week that you look and you go, okay, there we go. Now Michael Thomas is on his way back. And I do think that Derek Carr having a little bit of familiarity, not a ton, but a little bit of familiarity against this secondary. I'll explain why I say not a ton here actually in the next segment where we talk about two players that are going to benefit the most because I think Derek Carr is going to benefit a lot from these joint practices. But he does have a little bit of familiarity against Brandon Staley's defense, against this Chargers defense being an a, a former AFC West opponent. And so I think that that knowledge that he brings and the familiarity with the system, with what he's going up against, that Derek Carr brings will also benefit Michael Thomas as well. So I think that the familiarity of Derek Carr, the unfamiliarity for Michael Thomas, the type of matchup, the deployment, and then going up against a guy that you haven't been going up against since 2017 in the offseason are all going to lead to Michael Thomas having an, a fantastic performance, an excellent performance against the Los Angeles Chargers throughout joint practices. We might not see him Sunday in the game. We don't know if starters are going to play yet. We'll probably get that answer up out of Dennis Allen either tomorrow or today as you're watching this Thursday or tomorrow on Friday. But I do think that this becomes kind of game time for a lot of these starters 
Michael Thomas included. And I think we'll see that reflected in their performance. Coming up next, as we mentioned, Derek Carr, but there's another player as well uh, who are going to benefit the most from these joint practices. Who's the other outside of Derek Carr? And why is Derek Carr one of them? We're going to break that down as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Saints brought to you by Nutrafol. Oh, look, I don't know if you knew this, but 80% of men will experience hair thinning in their lifetime. It's normal, but don't be like me. Don't wait until it's all gone to start wondering what you could have done. Do something now if it's starting to thin. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended supplement when it comes to hair growth. Clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, as well as visible scalp coverage. Also, you can go to Nutrafol.com slash men. You can take a hair health wellness quiz, which is going to identify the causes of your thinning hair. And then Nutrafol, you get a little bit of a personalized plan from them to better your hair growth using whole body wellness. So you want to check them out today and you can take that first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off their first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men. That's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Once again, that's Nutrafol.com slash men, promo code LOCKEDONNFL. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Derek Carr and Alante Taylor are two players that I think will benefit the most from these joint practices up against the Los Angeles Chargers. As always, appreciate all you everydayers out there making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. We mentioned that Michael Thomas is going to have a big week. That's my belief here up against the Los Angeles Chargers. We'll see if I'm right. Uh, but I think that there are two players that are going to benefit the most from good performances or even poor performances, right? Like the opportunity to be able to learn something from these joint practices. Two players, quarterback Derek Carr, as well as, of course, cornerback Alante Taylor, who's firmly entrenched in that cornerback two battle uh, with Paulson Debo. Let's start with quarterback Derek Carr. Why Derek Carr will benefit the most from these practices? So I, I wrote down a couple of thoughts here. I mentioned this a second ago. He has some familiarity against the Chargers, Brandon Staley system from playing against them last season. Um, but these are still different defensive backs, a different defense, a different pass rush than the New Orleans Saints. And it's a little bit of a different system as well, a system that utilizes kind of these stand-up, rushing, on-ball linebackers. So it gives you a different look than what the New Orleans Saints use, which is a lot of pass rush coming from the front four with maybe some supplemental blitzes coming from the second level, linebackers, slot, whatever it may be. So I do think that having a look at a system that's entirely different, while having a little bit of familiarity with that system, does help you out in terms of what you can learn about yourself in your new system. The second thing that I look at for him is that he didn't play against J.C. Jackson last year. J.C. Jackson uh, only really played in a handful of games. He was the Los Angeles Chargers' big acquisition last year at cornerback, and he was inactive in both games that the Chargers played against the Rams. And so I think that going up against someone, the quality 
and the caliber of J.C. Jackson, who I believe is sitting at 25 career interceptions at this time, does give you a little bit of extra oomph, right? Derwin James getting the ball out before Khalil Mack gets at you, getting the ball out before Joey Bosa gets at you, going up against athletic second-level players like Kenneth Murray. There's a lot to benefit from here in terms of failing or succeeding, right? If you succeed, you feel really good about it. You feel great if you're Derek Carr. Okay, cool. Got it out, got out there, performed well against a eh, okay defense in the Kansas City Chiefs, but this was the Los Angeles Chargers, the seventh-ranked passing defense last year. Go get it. Go get it. And if you prove to your team, yourself, your coaches, your offense, that you can go out there on a consistent basis, right? You're going to get several team drills over the course of the two days of Derek Carr getting passes out. And we'll we'll calculate everything, right? We'll hold together, you know, um, how many completions, how many incompletions, all that. We'll bring that all throughout the week here on Locked on Saints. But uh, I do think that having that opportunity to be able to excel against this defense or even if you fail against this defense a little bit, you learn something. What could I have done better? What could I have done more of? What will I do the next time? Those things. So I think that Derek Carr gets to learn a lot from that. And then the last one's a little bit more philosophical, I'm not going to lie. But there is a little bit of a chip on his shoulder going up against a former AFC West team that was in the division that he used to play in when he was a Los, a- Las Vegas, excuse me, uh, Raider, where he gets to go, hey, look at me now. I'm getting paid per, you know what I mean? Like, I do think that that is the kind of thing that Derek Carr thrives on. Like, he's a competitor. We talked about Michael Thomas being an ultimate competitor, having a crazy work ethic, all these other things. Derek Carr is the same way. It's one of the reasons why those two guys get along. They see each other, you know? And so I think that Derek Carr, being that player who watched his AFC West team give up on him and looking at a defense that he played against, also watch him get given up on by their division rival. He now gets to come back and say, now look, you know what I mean? It's like showing up and showing out in front of the friends of your ex so that your friends can go in, so that their friend can go and tell your ex, hey, Derek's doing great, man. He's got a new boo thing and it's working out. You know what I'm saying? Like you get a little bit of that. And so I'm looking forward to that for Derek Carr. I do think that he will benefit though. Like that's that's the philosophical, like kind of having fun part. But I do think that he genuinely benefits from going up against this defense, one that he's got a little bit of familiarity with, uh, but that's different from the New Orleans defense. And that's a little bit different than it was. So it presents a challenge, especially with that addition a, a year later, but in terms of Derek Carr actually matching up against JC Jackson. As for Alante Taylor, Alante Taylor, you know what? I actually flipped this. Alante Taylor is not who I intended to talk about here. <laughs> Alante Taylor, I'm coming to in the next segment about how he needs a big week. This piece is around Marshawn Lattimore, the guy opposite him or that he's fighting to, to line up opposite from. I think that Marshawn Lattimore has a lot to gain here as well. Um, he's been having the best camp of his career so far, going up against familiar opponents like a Michael Thomas, who he... He said himself the other day, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was just, well, yesterday as I'm recording this on Tuesday, um, or yesterday as I'm recording this on Wednesday because it was Tuesday. Him saying, like, yeah, I've been going up against Mike for like eight years. You know what I mean? He's been going up against him since 2017. Now he gets to go up against Keenan Allen. He gets to go up against Mike Evans. He gets to go up against a young buck, too, and Quentin Johnson, depending upon how they move those guys around. 
And what we know about Marshawn Lattimore throughout the entire throughout his entire career so far is that he shows up big time against big competition, right? He's a big time player who shows up against other big time players. Think back to his first game back after that weird lacerated kidney injury, not weird, but that sort of fluky lacerated kidney injury that he suffered. He was going up against AJ Brown, he was going up against Devonta Smith, he was going up against well, no, it wasn't Jalen Hurts, but still he was going up against a very good Philadelphia Eagles receiving corps. And what does he do? He effectively seals the game for you with a pick six, right? And he spoke on Tuesday saying that the cornerbacks all have a bunch of competitions with one another. Not only are they competing against a team across from them, they're competing with one another in the room. They want to be the two, be the one in the room with the most interceptions, with the most passes defended, with the most touchdowns, with the least amount of touchdowns allowed, all of that. So I think that there's that piece as well. And then finally, opportunities to go up against a different variety of players and player types. Keenan Allen is a fantastic route runner. Mike Williams is not, but he's a big 50-50 jump ball guy, right? Quentin Johnston is this big bodied, but still hyper athletic young guy with a ton of energy. Those are three very different styles of receiver that Marshawn Lattimore will probably end up getting some reps against. Right, you don't watch a lot of more plays. His one side of the field, for the most part, for the most part, but he tends to focus on his one side of the field. Um, those players are going to move around. You're going to see Michael, Mike Evans, uh, Mike Williams, excuse me, line up against him. You're going to see Keenan Allen line up against him. You see John, Quentin Johnson line up against him. I think that variety of player types is going to benefit Marshawn Lattimore quite a bit as well. And it's going to kind of keep things interesting and fresh for him, right? He's going to want to be out there and competing at the highest level every single snap. He already wants that. He told us, I want to be the best corner in the NFL. Well, this week is where you finally really start to get to see consistent competition from other players, as opposed to just a drive and a half or two drives, however you want to look at it against the Kansas City Chiefs. You're going to be doing this over and over and over again in a controlled environment, but in an environment that's going to breed a lot of competition. And I think that's going to go well for guys like Marshall Lattimore and for Derek Carr. And when it goes well, it benefits them a ton. And honestly, even if they lose a couple of snaps here and there, I think that benefits them too, understanding what they could have done different. Coming up next, headlined by cornerback Alante Taylor, who I mixed up in that last segment, um, who are the three players who need strong weeks going into these joint practices. I'll tell you why Alante Taylor is one of them. As we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it, Houdat Nation, wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with three players who need strong weeks this week against the Los Angeles Chargers in the Saints and Chargers joint practices. We already mentioned Alante Taylor. I'm going to tell you why in a moment, but here's the list. Alante Taylor at cornerback, quarterback Jake Hayner could use a big week, and defensive end Isaiah Foskey, the two guy got a couple of rookies on this one, uh, could use a big week. I thought about mentioning guys like A.T. Perry, uh, like Shaq Davis, uh, like Lynn Bowden, you know, the, the wide receiver room as that continues to shake out, the offensive line, those guys could need big weeks as well, particularly in depth. But I just want to focus on three players, so that's why I, I chose these three, because they're kind of the biggest storylines amongst those other options. Look, Alante Taylor is fighting for a role as a starting corner in the NFL. And with his team, of course, lining up opposite Marshall Lattimore, he's competing with Paulson Adebo. 
And Paul Sadibo, I think, still has a lead, although I think Alante Taylor did some really good things over the course of that Kansas City Chiefs preseason game to kind of narrow the gap a little bit, kind of start to close the gap a bit. Him getting a big week against guys like Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Quentin Johnson is going to go a long way for him. And I don't mean that it's going to go a long way like, oh, well, if he doesn't do it, you know, he doesn't get this, that, or the other, then he's, you know, he's trash or whatever. It's not that. You know, we know who Alante Taylor is, especially on the outside. It's going to be interesting watching him in the slot over the course of this week too, right? Like what happens when he's going up against players that he's unfamiliar with in a position that he's unfamiliar. So you might say that that's two negatives, right? But maybe there's something about that unfamiliarity that makes him a little bit more on his game in the slot, right? To focus more on the fundamentals, focus more on achieving from the position as opposed to matching up with the, with the receivers. Um, but on the outside, or not matching up against the receivers, but like, you know how sometimes you watch a player and you can tell that, that player's thinking a lot as opposed to playing? That's what I mean. So I think that when we look at Alante Taylor lining up, let's just, let's strictly hear forward move as we move forward. Talk about him on the outside. Hey, he's got a real opportunity to close some gaps here. Like if he outperforms Paulson Adebo against new competition, I kind of feel like that carries some more weight than outperforming Paulson Adebo against guys that you see every day. Right, like you perform my balls on a Debo against guys that you see every day, you take what you learn from that. You don't ignore that if you're the New Orleans Saints for sure. But if he outperforms Paul Sinadibo against brand new competition that he's literally never played against before, because remember the Saints and Chargers didn't play last year. Well, they did in the preseason, but not not in the regular season. Um, that I think goes a long way for a guy like Alante Taylor, and to be able to do it against guys like Keenan Allen and Mike Williams in particular, who are proven veterans. I know Mike Williams has had his injury issues and things like that, but we also know how good he can be. And you think about the guys that Alante Taylor excelled against last year, did well in the, you know, less than 10 snaps that he lined up across from DeAndre Hopkins, but still lined up well against DeAndre Hopkins, big physical guy. Lined up and performed well against Devontae Adams, big physical guy. Mike Williams, big physical guy. And then you think about Keenan Keenan Allen, who presents a specific type of competition if you're Alante Taylor because of the veteran savvy, the route running, all of those things, variety, just like we talked about with Marshawn Lattimore. Next, let's go to quarterback Jake Hayner. Quarterback Jake Hayner has had a great training camp so far, uh, but didn't really have the preseason game that we expected him to have. Now, he managed adversity well, led the two-minute drive, got into the end zone and the touchdown pass to Ellis Merriweather, the two-point conversion got all messed up. Then he led didn't really have to lead much of a drive when it came to the, the game-winning field goal by Blake Groupie. But, you know, look, didn't fumble the snap exchange. Didn't fumble and mess up at the mesh point when he was handing it off to the quarterback, like, to the running back. Like, what he did, I couldn't do. It's not like I could walk out there and turn around and hand the ball off to Ellis Merriweather three times without screwing that up. I would 100% screw that up. Most of us would, Right. So we we got to give Jake Hayner some credit for what he showed you at the end of the game, coming back from the interception, coming back from the fumble, uh, the the fumbled snap exchange, those things. Um, but did he have the performance that we thought he was going to have, and that measures up to what he's done so far throughout training camp? Simply no, and that that's that's just that's just the reality of it. Now he gets an opportunity here, just like we've spoken about, unfamiliar competition, all these other things, uh, new competition, new faces, something that he's not in rhythm of, of attacking, if he comes out 
It performs well against arguably a better defense here in Los Angeles with the Chargers than what you saw against Kansas City. Now, by the time that Jake Hayner's on the field, it's second, third team, fourth team reserves. So how much better really is better at that point? Eh. But you like the system a lot more in Los Angeles. At least I do. I like the system a lot more defensively in Los Angeles than I do in Kansas City. I like the talent, the roster, those things. And so I think seeing Jake Hayner come out and perform well against the Chargers. And remember, we're talking about this week, right? So it's not just the joint practices, but the, but the game itself on Sunday. That goes a long way for Jake Hayner. Do I think that Jake Hayner having a good performance in these last two preseason games leads to Jameis Winston being traded? No, I don't. I don't think the Saints are in position to do that. I'm going to just be honest. I know that that's a big talking point. And there's a lot of folks that have talked about it and have asked me about it and all that. And I understand where the impetus and the thought is coming from, but I don't think that the Saints who have been still getting injured over and over and over again, like the injuries have not calmed down. I don't think that there's a single world where you can say, yeah, there's a player at the most important position in, the, in football. And some might say the most important position in sports that's expendable or tradable. I just don't see that being the case. But you're still looking at Jake Hander to see what he can be in the future after this season as your QB2. And I think that early performances here up against the Chargers starts to put him on the right trajectory. Doesn't seal it for him. It's still preseason. It's still training camp, all that, but puts him on the right trajectory. Finally, Isaiah Foskey. And this one's pretty easy. This one's pretty quick. Look, the Chargers offensive line is okay. It's okay. Um, Isaiah Foskey was going up against guys that were being picked off practice squads against the Kansas City Chiefs and just didn't look comfortable, just didn't make the plays. And we've seen that so far throughout training camp. The difference is that in training camp, he's been playing a different position, you know, playing that four eye technique, all those things. But during the regular, but during the preseason game, he was kind of let loose in a way of like, hey, go and do the thing that you did at Notre Dame. And, and he didn't do that thing. Not, not he didn't do it consistently. He simply didn't do it. He wasn't able to, to win those bouts. He ended up on the ground a lot, all that. So I think you need a big week from Isaiah Foskey. And a big week is relative to his, his performance so far. So being able to write down on a sheet of paper, hey, 55 pressure, 55 pressure, 55 could have been a sack, 55 this, that, and the other. Getting that three or four times in each practice, huge. Getting it once or twice in the preseason, that would be huge for him. Like that's what we're talking about for big. Like that's the expectation that I'm using here relative to what his performance has been so far. Can he outperform himself? Which doesn't take a lot. Doesn't need doesn't need to be a lot. And it doesn't even need to be both days or all three days if you include the preseason game. Just show me something. Just show me something. And look, I'm not too worried about Isaiah Foskey, if I'm being honest. He's the fifth defensive end on the on the roster. He's going to be a rotational player his rookie season. He's got time to develop. But could he benefit from a big week? Does he need a big week? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, again, big is relative. But I do think that it would pay dividends for him and certainly would kind of calm the concerns of the fan base, for sure. All right, y'all. Appreciate you, as always, for coming through for another episode of Locked on Saints. For making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day, every day, to all you everydayers out there. I really appreciate you. Uh, later on today, we'll be live. I'll be right here at the uh, at the Los Angeles or at the Orange County Hotel, uh, getting you all caught up on everything that you, that you need to know from training camp. Uh, training camp here, these joint practices open to only Charger season subscribers. So for Saints fans in the area, stuff like that, you want to know what's going on with these joint practices, right? Well, I'll be taken care of right after practice as soon as I get back to the hotel. 
Appreciate you as always for making Lockdown Saints a part of your day, part of your routine for saying yes to me on the show. As always, if you see me, please say hi. And if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on your favorite social media at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you, that nation. I'll holla at you.